I am mining investor and editor of Resource Stock Digest, Gerardo Del Real, along with my partner here once again, Mr. Nick Hodge, who of course is also an investor and the publisher of Daily Profit Cycle. This is the 220th episode of our weekly therapy session that we call Investing in Bizarro World, where we talk about the markets, we talk about what we're investing in, we talk about some of the back you know what crazy stuff that's going on all around us. And this past week has been no exception. Let's get right into gold, uranium, the dollar, DeSantos, and Trump. Mr. Hodge, first and foremost, how are you today? Disaster is 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 what the, the Trumpster, I think, was was calling it. And I saw trending on the Twitter. I'm doing great. It's good to be back. Thanks for holding it down without me. I thought Chris did a a fantastic job, and I'm anxious to see the the six figure Bitcoin um, in the 24 25 time frame that he was discussing with the having coming up. Um, yeah, it's wonky out there. Uh, we'll talk about it. How's it going? It's 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 great. It's early summer here in Austin, as always. Right, it's 95 degrees outside. Uh, my niece just graduated from high school. She is headed to LSU. We couldn't be more proud of her. There, our youngest will be a sophomore in high school here in the fall. That's why we're healthy. Wife still loves me. Life is good. We're healthy. Everyone's healthy. So thankful for that. We know last year was a bit of a challenge here, family wise. So it's good to have uh, a few months of, of, of just peace and tranquility and, and, and good health for everybody all the way around. So excited. Good. Let's get right into it. I had a better week than, um, <laughs> than DeSantis did. You know, it's bad when, um, Joe Biden's trolling you about your technology mishap, right? Like, what in the world was that? For those that aren't aware, Ron DeSantis decided he would, you know, go on Twitter or go on Twitter, and uh, you know, Elon decided he would launch this new uh, this new way of interacting with people, and DeSantis was, you know, essentially what was supposed to be the big draw. And um, there were glitches; it cut out half halfway through. It was kicking people out. Say it went because he's bad. so popular. It's because he's so popular. That's why there were so many people trying to get in. You know uh, what the what, what the Trumpster say when he call it a, a disaster. <laughs> a disaster. <laughs> you got to give that guy the branding uh, a medal. That guy brands really, really well. Forget his politics. Forget the personal stuff. Forget you know the sexual assault allegations. All of that aside, he is absolutely hilarious, and his branding is comical, man. It makes me smile. So I, I love that it's the that's the presidential candidate discourse. It's like a middle school lunchroom. It's absolutely insane. Um, let's let's get to the markets before we lose everybody here. Uh, gold, gold has pulled back a little bit. Last I saw it, um, it had pulled back, and I'm checking right now live as we speak to give you a quote. It's back to the 1940 range. Not coincidentally. Um, the dollar index has surged above 104. We we told everybody to watch out for that, right? It's at 104.25. Gold still looks strong to me, given how strong the dollar index is and given what rates are doing. What are you seeing out there, Nick? Um, I've been saying that uh, it's time to buy the gold dips and you're mm. getting a gold dip. So it's uh, time to buy, whether that's uh, Newmont or the larger miners uh, on down the um, you know, chain of, of gold companies. There was a, um, I think it was a Gallup poll out recently showing that gold was much more favored than it had been in recent years. You know, mm -hmm. real estate is losing ground as a preferred safe investment and, and gold is gaining ground. I actually brought it up here so I can just read it to you. It says, um, the perception that gold is best as a safe investment has doubled from 2022 when 15% of respondents um, said that it was the best safe investment to 26%. 
um, in, in the past year. So the, the word is getting out about gold and that's against the backdrop where, you know, Bitcoin is, is down still below 30,000 from a high near 70,000. Yeah. Um, where the bond market is shaky and, uh, volatile and, um, where gold has, you know, uh, hit intraday record highs. So uh, you mentioned the strength in the U S dollar interest rates mm-hmm. have been ticking up. We went from 0% chance of another hike in, in June to, to last time I checked was like a, a third chance um, of another hike. And so, um, you know, these are those ebbs and flows that happen. It's um, causing a dip in the in the precious metals complex and um, it's one to be bought and, and not just gold, but, you know, silver as well is is bullish. And and even the, the platinum group metals, the PGMs, particularly platinum is uh, worthy of buying. I was adding to my position in a, in a large and, and well-known South African-based um, PGM miner just this week, in fact. So um, that's what I'm seeing. You know, the rates climbed, the dollar climbed, and uh, that pushed the, the precious metals complex down, which is giving you an opportunity to add or, or build positions because um, we're not out of the woods yet, right? And, and, and gold is going to continue to be strong. It's, it's technically strong. There needs to be more consolidation in uh, the sector, and and that it's in a bull market. Uh, perfect segue. You said not out of the woods yet. I got to touch on Miss Kathy Wood. I had a rant in my monthly letter to paying subscribers a month and a half ago when she was calling for a supply glut here in the next couple of years. Um, that was a, a bottom indicator of, of, of lithium. Of lithium, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that that to me was a, a a contrarian indicator that the bottom was probably close to in. Right, Kathy going short on lithium, and so not so coincidentally, uh, the overall indices. This is a, this this is the segue, right? Uh, Kathy Wood sold like a, a very large stake of Nvidia here right before the surge in the stock, right? And she's had herself, and, and it's not to pick on her, but you know she's she's a public figure and 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 a very outspoken one. Um, and she's had her ass handed to her investing the last couple of years. It hasn't been an easy couple of years, despite a bubble top in the overall indices. So where I'm going with this is, are we out of the the, the, the bubble woods as far as the market goes yet, Nick? Or do you think there's a lot of bubble to be popping? Oh, I think there's still a lot of bubble left to pop. I've mentioned various things on this podcast. The um, willingness of, of people to still chase meme stocks. We talked about Pepe. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, the coin, you talked about Pepe a little bit with uh, Chris Curl last week. Um, there's still money that's, you know, willing to come chase those things, right? And AI is the most recent thing. Like, <laughs> um, it's every other word on Bloomberg and, and CNBC. <laughs> and as I mentioned here before as well, it's every other word on these conference call podcasts, right? Like, WeWork is talking about AI and Zoom is talking about AI and everyone's just talking about AI, right? It's um, reminiscent of of crypto, frankly, at the at the mm-hmm. top, right? Um, you, sh- you know, where everyone was getting uh, in the, the blockchain, everyone was leveraging the blockchain and incorporating crypto into their business strategy. And then uh, you had the bottom fall out and you had the FTX debacle, uh, et cetera. And so while growth continues to slow um, uh, from an earnings standpoint, you've got uh, these companies, uh, Microsoft, Google's, uh, Facebook's, uh, NVIDIA's of the world, um, relying heavily on AI. And and it's just the most recent crutch or the most recent narrative to uh, draw in capital and, and draw in capital it has. I mean, 
uh, NVIDIA was up, again, we record this on Thursdays, it was up 30% today, just pre-market on the on the back of a of an earnings announcement. These tech names have been carrying the entire exchange. Yeah. Um, but when you look across the other segments of the market, uh, consumer discretionary, industrials, materials, they're all very soft. Um, and it's uh, not a, a global phenomenon, I should add, right? Like, mm. this is a... A U.S. central thing. If you look at it's like mass you know, shootings in this country, <laughs> just us. Yeah, well, yes, <laughs> sorry <laughs> for a, for a, for a, for a weird comparison. Yes, but like, look, if you look at the the semiconductor stocks in Asia, for example, they're not doing what what Nvidia is doing. This is a a narrative based thing that's um, happening in the U.S. And so, oh, that's a long way of saying that there is still air in this bubble, and and there still is. Um, downside to go and big banks were out warning about it recently i don't know if it was jp morgan or goldman saying this week you know buy volatility it's going to get more volatility short these um small caps it's very weak out there and then um if i had to point to something else um look at your friend dr copper who is yeah. um telling you very much so that um the state of the health of the global economy <laughs> is not robust especially man, as you right? have a, yeah uh, a sort of a breakdown in China as well. And I'm just throwing all the macro stuff at you, but you know, Love it. It, lots of folks, including myself, were of the opinion that, you know, China was on the back of its ending of the COVID lockdowns was going to get back to growth and expansion. And uh, that, that rally was seemingly short-lived. They're having some issues with, with real estate, with, um, you know, city and, and municipal budgets, uh, manufacturing growth, et cetera. So, that that Chinese growth that that lots of people, again, including myself, thought was going to be there has sort of petered out. And that's a big part of the global economy. So um, I'll put a pin in it there at the risk of, of rambling on. But no, still bearish for sure. And and the volatility has been suppressed. And, and I think you see some more of that, especially as uh, this debt ceiling continues to play out. We haven't mentioned that. We, we, we were early to that. I was writing you about were that, early I think, to that two months ago. I didn't think these assholes yeah. would do it. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a while and it took an apple hit me from a tree to realize this political class actually is stupid enough to let it happen. And uh, I, I, for some odd reason, it just took me a little bit to actually believe that they would go down that road. Um, but here we are. I think that the yield, I, I could be wrong, uh, on, the, <clears throat> on the one month is up to like the one month T-bill is up over 7%, for example. And, um, you know, Fitch was out this week warning that the... You know, the U.S. is 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 um, risking their their credit worthiness. Not that thirty um, <laughs> some trillion dollars in debt and and I forget the number eighty some trillion of unfunded obligations uh, should be enough on its own to to put a ding in the credit worth credit worthiness of this great nation. It's interesting times up there. I got the Kathy Wood number. Her Arc uh, Fund closed out its Nvidia stake in January before it yeah, surged. She's down to zero shares. Five hundred and sixty yeah. billion dollars. February is when she called for you know a, a a lithium oversupply for the next couple of years. And look, even Goldman Sachs, who I hate agreeing with, um, has done a U turn on that, and and they're buying and they've been buying Lithium Americas amongst other names. The M and A is heating up. Um, Sayona Mining is 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 being reported to be raising two hundred million dollars. Ford had just announced five separate deals with suppliers and producers <laughs> for supply. That supply that's coming offline, going all to Ford. We had a conversation a couple of weeks ago about you know you played devil's advocate and you asked about 
whether or not, you know, these automakers were going to make a U-turn on their EV plans. And I said, I just don't see it because of the commitment to, you know, the capital commitment to the gigafactories and the capital commitment to a lot of these, you know, big, big uh, manufacturing uh, plants that that they've committed to, that they're funding, that they're building. And look, I, 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 I absolutely think lithium is bottomed. I absolutely think uh, better days are ahead. I think the rest of the year is going to be extremely profitable. Couldn't help but notice Q2 Metals is breaking out. Patriot Battery Metals, I, I've had it up on Twitter. I added very, very, very aggressively this week. I think I think a bottom is in there. Um, yeah, look, there, there, there's, there's a lot to like in the lithium space. A lot to like with Patriot. Maiden Resource Estimate coming up. Rigs will be turning again. I suspect we get a news release about aggressive exploration plans for this season from Blair and his team. I suspect there's still probably at least two funds that are building a pretty substantial stake. It would not mind coming on publicly as, you know, four or 5% partners. Um, it's fun times in the lithium space. Nick, there's still a lot of money to be made. And look, it's, 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 it's also a stock pickers game now because, you know, somebody asked me about Brunswick exploration and we've had conversations mm-hmm. and I look, I think they have a, I think they have a, a, a very good team, a very good project. Um, I think they're in the right address, right, with where the project is. But they just put out their first set of results. 26.5 meters of 1.51% lithium is, is nothing to, to to scoff at. It's nothing to, no. to, to look at. But It's not 100 and some meters. That, and that's what we're used to, right? And, and, and you know, it's it's just... It's there's levels to this, right? It's it's there's levels to everything. I've learned that, you know, whether you have ten thousand dollars, ten million dollars, a hundred million dollars, or a billion dollars, there's just always a next level up. And I think, you know, I think this fall is gonna do a really wonderful job of determining exactly who's who and at what tier these lithium exploration companies should be at. And I think a lot of market caps are gonna get cut in half. And I think a lot of market caps, like the Patriots and the Q2s, um, will be doubling and tripling in pretty short order. And and again, I'm betting with my checkbook. I'm not, this isn't Gerardo just sitting uh, behind a chair saying this. I'm, I'm, I have pretty big orders uh, on the bid in the market, um, aside from my already pretty damn robust uh, position that, you know, will stay there until it's bought out at whatever price it's bought out at. I think that's a good point and well said. Um, we're getting to the point where these companies have to show their hand, right? Um, we, we've talked for a while about the the Me Too companies, right? And the, and these resource companies that are Not flavor companies of the month. That, like, got in trouble with Me Too, but Me Too as in followers, everyone. Let me clarify that. Exactly, right? I have a lithium deposit. I have a pegmatite deposit. I staked land in the Triangle in South America or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, now the, the, the market is getting smarter. Um, the market still likes lithium stories. Um, but the wheat is starting to be separated from the chaff uh, a little bit. And like you said, that's going to continue into the fall because investors are getting wiser about, you know, what these grades mean, um, how long the intercepts need to be to be um, substantive or substantial. Um, and the difference between, you know, having a pegmatite and having a, a spodumene bearing pegmatite and, and not giving money to these um, companies who are um, obviously or not obviously, uh, promotions. Um, one example I saw this week was, um, Grenville Thomas, you know, you'll know who that is. And he's been a promoter in, in Vancouver for, oh gosh, 50 years since the, the 1970s, uh, especially diamonds. And, and, and it's a well-known family His uh, son and daughter are also promoters. And uh, his company, I believe is North Arrow Resources. And they've pivoted even recently from, 
uh, diamonds to critical metals, <clears throat> particularly lithium, up in um, Yellowknife, and and their shares were hovering around two or three cents for a long time, um, and got up to four or five cents uh, amid the the pivot. Right, so promoters are going to promote. Um, hot stories are going to be hot stories, but uh, the market is 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 figuring out and is going to continue to figure out uh, what the real deal is uh, as it relates to to quality deposits and companies that are actually doing work and 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 putting money into the ground and not um, mining the shareholders, as it were. Agreed. We have to talk uranium. There's been some pretty you know significant developments in the uranium space that you were you know touching on off air when we were having a, a discussion about it um the spot price is you know above the 54 level continues to creep up the fundamentals are as strong as ever and then you want to touch on the bill that that just passed uh that is pretty damn consequential if it sees you know a final rubber stamp yeah i want to touch on a couple of things i'm just bringing up the, the spot chart here so i can speak quasi intelligently never <laughs> never never fully intelligently um, you know, you've got the, the spot price here at, at 52 week highs. So you just said the number approaching uh, $55. Uh, meanwhile, the um, equities haven't caught up. If I put the URNM um, ETF against that, which I'm doing right now, uh, you've got in the past year, the spot price of uranium up some 17% um, at 52 week highs now. And you've got the, the spot uranium. ETF down some 5% hmm. in the same amount of time. So um, these uranium equities haven't kept up with uh, the spot price, let alone deliver the leverage that we um, know it can have. And so you'll remember back in uh, the March-April timeframe, there was significant weakness in the market. We were talking about Denison down at a dollar. We were talking mm -hmm. about um, energy fuels down below $5, which I took the opportunity to um, well, personally, by both of them, recommended one of them um, in the in the weekly letter, and and they're up some twenty to to twenty five percent since then. Um, but the market is 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 disconnected, obviously, yep. with the the spot price up. And so the two things I wanted to mention, just because we haven't talked about uranium in a while, is um, the, the the bill working its way through through Congress, and that's essentially to ban Russian imports. Uh, that has passed in the past. A uh, week or so, um, the the House committee, and and so we'll be moving on. And you would think would um, engender or generate some s support, right? Um, given that we we want to sanction Russia for for everything else, and uh, this is a great <laughs> way to to foster a, a domestic uh, uranium industry, which is desperately needed, considering yep. we have the largest fleet of nuclear reactors and we produce uh, next to nil when it comes to uh, uranium. Uh, the other thing is. The small modular reactors, um, which, yep. you know, are well known and we've talked about a lot and um, a couple of things there. One, I've seen increasingly utilities add them to their five and 10 year plans. I even had a subscriber email me like his local utility put out a quarterly letter or something like that. And they were talking about how they're working small modular reactors like into their long term plans. And then the other thing, and let me pull that up so I get it correct, is um, just this week, the Biden administration um, allocated $275 million to, um, uh, for, in support for, for small modular reactors, particularly in Romania with a company called New Scale, mm. um, uh, which is a, um, a, a maker of small modular reactors. And they're listed on the big board. The ticker is uh, appropriately SMR. 
And that funding, that quarter of a billion dollar funding, came with additional support. So let me just read the sentence here. Um, in addition to that, the U.S. Export-Import Bank and the U.S. International Development Finance Corporation issued letters of interest for potential support of up to $3 billion and $1 billion, respectively, for, for project deployment. So uh, you've got governments now and, and quasi-government agencies um, now allocating, penciling in billions of dollars in additional, port, in additional support for these small modular reactors. And um, I know it's a tired trope, and, and to some extent I get tired of hearing about you know the climate goals and the decarbonization, but the fact of the matter remains that they simply can't fucking do it. Yep. Sorry for the expletive. Without the, without the nuclear, like it, it's not going to happen. And so um, now you're seeing some actual movement. Now, whether or not that translates into higher equity prices remains to be seen. Uh, New Scale, for example, didn't see a significant bump on the on the back of that announcement. And um, you could point to macro factors for why. Um, and again, that's when I'd fall back on my horse and say it's because of these macro factors that we continue to see softness yeah. in the commodity space, uh, which is going to create opportunity uh, over the summer, which is a traditional slow time in the market anyway, right? So it may go away. Um, to establish your positions. Uh, before and while this uh, recession and slowdown affects the markets, because at some point, you know, my crystal ball remains broken, but uh, at some point, uh, the malaise is going to pass and you are going to get a resumption of the supercycled commodities that began in, in 2020 that we're, we're just seeing uh, an ebb from recently. Couldn't agree with you more. I think it's a phenomenal time to position in the uranium space. It's, it, you know, it's going to be a patient trade. It's not one of those that's going to you know, <laughs> surge a hundred percent in two months. But we know when that market goes, it goes. And there's a lot of quality names out there um, that are severely undervalued relative to their 52 week highs. Um, when the spot price, frankly, was was at lower prices. So I think there's an opportunity in the uranium space. There's also an opportunity in the helium space. And I bring it back up because you and I had a conversation recently. We did a an interview for Resource Stock Digest, and I asked you about you know, your contrarian approach, I think we both pride ourselves in, in being contrarians and, and buying when people aren't looking and trying to get ahead of the trends and, and, and maximize our gains for ourselves, for our family and for our, you know, subscribers. And so you touched on helium and just how opaque that market is, but how it being opaque actually provides a heck of an opportunity if you know what you're doing a little bit. Can you speak to that a bit for for our audience here? People that maybe didn't read the interview or didn't, you know, go to Resource Stock Digest and catch it? Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, helium is just like uranium in that um, it's a very opaque market. Um, there's no spot price for, for helium. It's all contract. Um, and uh, the prices have been going up because uh, there's no longer a U.S. Uh, strategic helium reserve. And um, increasingly, you know, helium is needed for all kinds of stuff. You know, you talk about A.I., um, and semiconductors and Nvidia. Well, you can't make a semi. You can't make a semiconductor chip without the pressurized environment that that helium creates. You can't make a, a fiber optic cable that that connects all these devices that support um, AI um, to, to the internet. Um, you need the 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 helium to make a pressurized environment to 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 make the fiber optic cables. Yep. Um, you can't conduct MRI machines. You've got an aging boomer population. You know, MRIs save 100,000 lives a, a year through uh, early detection of um, uh, disease and other ailments, and they need to constantly be refilled It's um, uh, with helium. I mean, it's essentially the fuel that powers uh, an, an MRI machine. 
And we were just talking about uranium and how yep. uh, the world can't meet its climate goals without nuclear. Well, you know, nuclear uh, reactors to some extent require a, a, a bit of, of helium. And if we're ever to do a fusion, which we had a breakthrough on last year, in fact, um, the first time in a government lab that a fusion was able to create a, a net energy gain, well, you, you, you certainly can't have uh, fusion without helium. I mean, it's the helium uh, atoms. I'm sorry to get back to eighth grade science class, yep. but you're splitting up, you're, 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 you're fusing the uh, helium atoms. I mean, that's the, what powers that, that reaction. And so, um, and it's used for many other things as well, like uh, research environments in, in, in university labs and things like that. And so some of that research is in fact ground to a halt and they're the ones uh, who are paying top dollar. So, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, helium was 100 to, to $300 uh, an MCF per 1,000 cubic feet. That's ramped up to five to $700. Hmm. And, and the, the executives I've spoken to have seen one-off contracts at one to $2,000. Wow. Um, I didn't mention the rocket launches, right? Everyone right. Is, is, is intrigued with going to Mars and, <laughs> um, you know, uh, Elon Musk's most recent phallic launch. Um, those things don't happen without... Uh, these things don't happen without helium. You, you need a uh, uh, helium to uh, launch a rocket into outer space, and so start calling it space Viagra. There you go. That's a good one. Uh, blue origin, blue helium, blue pills. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. Um, and so we we no, it's funny. Uh, we don't have a, a strategic reserve anymore because, as you may or may not know, uh, Congress sold that off, and so. Stocks that are involved in the helium space have done quite well, not just the big ones, the early queens of the world, the Linz, uh, the air products and chemicals, but but smaller ones as well. In fact, a company named uh, First Helium just announced a $100 million offtake uh, agreement this week, and mm. um, they're not expected to produce for at least another year. So um, I've been involved in the helium space for a couple of years, as you may know, uh, participated in a, in a financing with a small company that eventually got taken out. Um, and the company that took them out is about to bring the first well online. They're creating the um, uh, plant as we speak. It's being built uh, off-site by, by an engineering firm. It's modular, and then they'll transport it to site, put it together, um, and start producing helium. That is expected, the company says, um, by the end of Q2, the end of Q2 is June. It's we're already at the end of May. Are they going to hit that target? Um, likely not. Companies rarely meet their um, <laughs> deadlines. Uh, you know, if you've ever built a house or done some project that takes years, you know that there's well, typically overruns, um, especially in the supply uh, chain environment that we've seen the past couple of years. But nonetheless, um, the company has been posting photos of the components as they are produced, and and they're getting darn close. So. You know, whether it's June or July or August or even September, yep. this company is going to be the next uh, <clears throat> North American producer of helium. And that's going to command a significant premium to what they're trading at um, in the market. I just mentioned offtake that uh, first helium secured and they're a year away from production. Well, this company has already signed an offtake agreement with um, a, spa a space exploration company. So they've already got their, their customer lined up and... Um, this is just the first of several wells that they're going to be uh, bringing online. They had assets of their own in development before they acquired the the company that I was involved in. So all that to say, I think there's a window here to to position in this helium company before uh, they start production. And um, that will be the 
the thrust for the little rocket pun there um, of our next uh, marketing material. It's going to be an opportunity to to sign up for my speculative service to um, partake in what I see as the coming upside in this tiny helium company. So <laughs> sorry for droning on there. Apologies in advance, everyone, but coming upside with Space Viagra. <laughs> can we can we title um, the episode that, Tim, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, we've ranted about the markets uh, for quite a bit. We talked the Trumpster and DeSantis and, um, you know, let, let, let's close it out. But what are you watching this week? I, I mentioned I'm, I'm, I'm adding aggressively to Patriot. Look, I... Of the 50, and I'll, I'll, I'll say it because I said it publicly in Twitter, on Twitter. I wanted the bluff, the shorts to call my bluff, but, you know, I put in an order for 50,000 shares, 40,000 of that filled, um, and the stock bounced back pretty nicely. There, there's more where that came from if the shorts want to sell it to me at these price levels. I think it's going to be a fun rest of May and a fun June and a fun July, um, but we'll see what that looks like. But I, I, I will say in the markets, and then I'll get your take on what you're looking for. Um, I'll be very transparent because by the time y'all read this, I'll have an update out to my subscribers that pay for uh, the updates. Uh, Bravo Mining is another one you want to do some due diligence on. You and I spoke off air about it. Um, they're they're doing an EM survey here on Luanga looking for you know, nickel sulfides at depth under the eight kilometer strike Luanga deposit, which is already a tier one deposit in my opinion. Um, and if they tap into that feeder source and that EM lights up like a Christmas tree, I think it's got the potential to be a $10 stock in a hurry. It trades right around the 350 level. So that's your free, your two free picks of the week of what I'm doing with my money. Uh, you do your own due diligence. That's, that's, that's where a lot of capital here in the past week has gone for me and is going here in the next several days. So do with that as you will. That's what I'm watching. I heard it could be the next Voices Bay. I'm watching the debt ceiling. I mean, it's sort of uh, now all-encompassing, and um, we've got a short week. Um, these politicians are going to have to to work into the holiday, I think, to to get something done. There's already been a bit of things going haywire in the the bond market, and um, not going to do too too much until uh, I see how this gets resolved and the consequences it has, if any. Um, politicians. Uh, I'll leave it alone because I'll get on a long rant and rave. Everybody knows how I feel about most of them. Although I will say, and again, kudos on, on this one point, the Inflation Reduction Act is having real world positive consequences for the critical metal space in the United States and North America. There's discussions now between the Biden administration and Argentina where Argentina might actually actually um, qualify. Be a um, free trade partner, yeah. Absolutely. And that's a big deal for Argentina and capital headed that way as well if that materializes. So I hate the name. It's one of the most ironic, moronic names uh, for a piece of legislation. But the critical metals aspect and the natural resource aspect of the legislation thus far, I got to say, I'm, I'm, I've been impressed with the rollout and the way that they've gone about um, implementing that. It hasn't been all talk. There's actually been real dollars and real law having real positive consequences in the sector. So, yeah. Anything to add to that there, Nick? Well, there has to be. And again, I know we, we talked about it a lot. Lots of people talk about it a lot. But you can't make all this stuff without the mining component of it. And it's just been an afterthought. I mean, um, even the steel for the wind turbines, let alone the, the critical elements. I mean, that iron's got to come out of the ground. These these raw materials need to be mined and processed and refined. And it's, it's very dirty. Um, and so, uh, again, 
my crystal ball is broken, but at some point, those chickens are going to have to come home to roost. You can't meet these goals. You can't build these solar panels and wind turbines and batteries, certainly, without all the stuff, all the things, right? The nickel, the, the cobalt, the manganese, the rare earths, um, the lithium. Um, and so uh, post-recession, like I was saying earlier, yep. you're going to get back to a resumption of, of this commodity super cycle and uh, the green barons um, will reign supreme, and, and those are the miners. I like it. And we're going to reign supreme with our subscribers, right, Nick? <laughs> if we do our go. jobs, <laughs> hopefully. Fingers crossed, everybody, that we don't get it all wrong. I'm supposed to remind you to go to dailyprofitcycle.com forward slash subscribe to see all the editorials and commentary and, and, and you know, market insights of not just Nick Hodge or myself, but, you know, we have many, many very talented editors, uh, Chris Curl, Ryan Stancil, uh, Mike Fagan, among others that uh, really just John do a, Carl. John Carl, that do a phenomenal job of bringing you, you know, a diverse set of opinions and takes on the markets. It's all free. It's a free site with a lot of really, really good information on there that can hopefully help your due diligence process. So, Anyhow, that's all I got. Nick, anything else you want to add to this no. week's episode? That's it. That's it. I hope you guys had a good long weekend. You, you had one last week in, in Canada, and, and now it's the U.S.'s turn. So I uh, hope you enjoyed the long weekend and the short week. That was number 220 of what I like to call our weekly therapy session. Of course, investing in bizarro world. I'm Gerardo Del Real, along with Mr. Nick Hodge. It's been fun. I hope those of you that celebrated the long weekend took a little bit of time to acknowledge the reason why. I hope you all had a great Memorial Day. Be safe out there. Be kind, everybody. See ya. Hey there, you independent-minded investor. If you like this video, make sure to tell us so by clicking the like button below. Subscribe to our channel so you never miss another one. And share it with everyone you know on social media. You can also click the link in the description below to check out more information-packed videos just like this one. Thanks for watching.